0: hello everybody welcome back for episode 28 of the cut i am your host christian williams i'm here
1: with randy hall randy how you doing this evening doing great good day of college football good day of drinking let's see let's get into this <laughs> and hopefully uh make tomorrow a better day for us yeah for
0: sure um <clears throat> what'd you think of tua's injury
1: that sucks for him and it sucks for a lot of these Cuban needy teams in the draft i don't I don't really know where he's going to... I mean, we discussed before this maybe mid to late first now. I don't think anyone's paying out for him. Yeah, so <clears throat> I could see him falling out of the first. The only reason
0: I say that he's he'll probably still land in the first is because of the, the upside that he has. I personally, like, I have my doubts about him as a pro quarterback anyway, um, and the injury history just... If I were a team, I'd be a little scared off, but I also would want to trust my medical staff, I guess. Yeah, Jets definitely can't do that. Neither Either can the Redskins. Redskins. <laughs> yeah, Jinx. <laughs> hey, hey.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, I think uh, hopefully for the Redskins, they stay at two so they can just get Chase Young. But I, my worry for him is he won't uh, be able to do any of the workout process, so I don't know what the heck's going to happen. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm very excited
0: for draft time,
1: though. Um, oh, yeah. But we should probably get started
0: instead of talking about the NFL draft, or we'll just talk for the next three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted to thank all you listeners for joining us uh, for this episode of The Cut. If you guys want to support the podcast, you can simply email us at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials at The Cut FFL. Also, check out our newly designed website. It's officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We've been putting out a couple articles a week, actually a little more than that. We've got our, our good friend of the show, Nathan Joyce, actually writing some DFS articles on there. So while you're listening to this episode, you can check that out. Um, and then, as always, subscribe to us. We're on basically everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um so a little bit oh, yeah. of an overview. We do DraftKings, um, standard, standard stuff, um, same as usual tournament. Yeah, standard tournament, um, and same as usual. So we'll get right into it. We'll talk about quarterbacks. Randy, what are you thinking about the quarterback landscape this week?
1: Okay. So there's a lot of okay. There's a lot of quarterbacks this week that have good matchups, but they're super high owned. And I really kind of want to be around 10% or below for a quarterback this week. So for the top end that cuts out Lamar, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean there's there's breeze there that I like in a very plus matchup. And what should be a high scoring matchup now that the Saints defense is without Lattimore. Uh but we we talked before about getting back to our stacking ways, and I'm not sure if we're going to have enough money to pay for Breeze and Thomas with our love of running backs. Uh, <laughs> so that may be out, but I still like it. And then obviously dropping down, I like Winston, basically for the same <laughs> thing yeah. we already just talked about. That game's going to be very high scoring. And Derek Carr was actually my start of the week on our Thursday show, so... I'm not going to fade away from him at 4% ownership. Uh, do you have any like lower guys? Yeah.
0: I mean, I do really like those three that you touched on. Um, but if we were to go low, Sam Darnold sitting there at 5,700, he's got a projected 1% ownership. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a good game. The Redskins aren't that great. A lot of their defensive stats are kind of skewed from that uh, San Francisco matchup in the mud. Um then you've got Kyle Allen at 5,300. He's a little bit higher owned, but he was my start of the week on Thursday's episode. So, I mean, you know, I love me some Kyle Allen. And then another guy I wanted to touch on is Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I, I think that that matchup is going to be a little bit more high scoring than we think, and and that's a stack that I wouldn't mind taking is the the Terry McLaurin-Dwayne Haskins stack this week. Um Uh, What do you think about those low guys?
1: I like them all. That's really our problem every week with quarterbacks is uh, we we have a hard time deciding. But we didn't really think the Jets-Giants game last week was going to be all that high scoring. And both defenses looked awful and made the quarterbacks look good. And I assume that's going to happen again here. Mm -hmm. And we know the Washington defense really isn't all that good. Uh, So, basically, we're deciding between... Winston, obviously, he has great stacks. Don't need to say that. <laughs> Carr. O.J. Howard, R- you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Ronald Jones for his 12 catches, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, I don't think either of us want to play Tyrell Williams, even though I think he could be good. I don't think we want to play Waller necessarily, so I think our stack there would be Renfro. So maybe that's better off just plugging in Renfro down the line and not using Carr. Darnold would be Crowder. Kyle Allen would be DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel or both somehow, or McCaffrey even. Yeah. And like you said, Haskins and Terry. So out of those, I think Allen has the best receiving guy besides Winston, obviously.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. But let me
1: let me. Buddy has the highest ownership, right? So let me
0: pose something to you. Um, So you touched on Kyle Allen, maybe stacking McCaffrey with him. What would you think about doing that with Breeze and Camara?
1: I I like Camara this week, I really do. But I would rather play Thomas for guaranteed touches because we did see Camara be a little bit split last week in his first week back. I expect him to be back full strength, but just for my uh, peace of mind in here, I'd rather use Thomas. Okay. And if we're spending that much, I think I'd rather play Winston and one of his guys. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, man. All right. Well, personally, I... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's either – do you want to play a crap ton or nothing? That's that's the question here. Yes. Um, personally,
0: I would have it between Darnold and Allen just for the – uh, the stack prospects because I Sam Darnold's stack would be Crowder probably. And that was my wide receiver start of the week. And I really like Crowder this week. Now I'm not saying that like we can't fit Crowder into the lineup anyway in some fashion, but if, I mean, Darnold has really low ownership and he's due to break out. Like the dude's been playing pretty awful. I mean, he had a good game last week, but he's due to actually, like score some freaking fantasy points. So I hope <laughs> <laughs> Right, I, I, that's kind of a dart throw. And that kind of scares me. Um, and cars only $400 more. I mean, but we got no one stack with really. No, the only person would be Renfro, but I don't want to kind of confine us to that. So,
1: yeah. So it basically comes down to what we want. So you want to drop down. So it comes down to do we want the the guaranteed production kind of of Allen and Moore, or do we want the lower ownership with good opportunity still with Darnell and Crowder? Because DJ Moore's ownership's second of the week.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a guy that I'd eat the chalk with because I think he's – I mean, I saw some stats the other day, man, where he's – being more productive than DeAndre Hopkins in his first two years, which is freaking insane. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, DeAndre Hopkins had crap thrown to him for his first, like, five years, it seems like. so. Very true. I I mean, and him and Crowder are going to get about the same amount of targets.
0: That's true. Um, So do we want to spend up a little bit on – well, I guess it'll probably even out, huh? I don't know what. uh,
1: DJ Moore. DJ DJ Moore's 5,900. And Crowder's somewhere he's below, but not that far, like 57 or something.
0: Let's let's roll with Kyle (laughs) Allen, man. Okay, you cool with that?
1: Yeah, let's do it. All right, Kyle Allen and DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm just logging it in. Yeah, letting you talk. (laughs) Yeah, we're not gonna (laughs) just put
0: it in. Screw it. We're not gonna pivot from that. That's a a guaranteed uh, in our lineup. All right, so McCaffrey, you're running back?
1: (laughs) Um, no, (laughs) all right, only. I understand we can afford him, but because we kind of went the chalkier play, I think we need to avoid some of that chalk. And McCaffrey, is he's RB1 no matter what, especially in cash games. This isn't a cash game. So we have to get away from that really high ownership, at least dip down to Zeke at worst or Cook. I love Fournette and Kamara this week. We both love Jacobs, even though he has pretty high ownership. Uh, We talked about Coleman being a decent guy, but he didn't have a great time last time. They played two weeks ago. I'm going to let you decide if we use Singletary. I probably shouldn't be the the biased person talking about it. I'll put him in our lineup right now. (laughs) I I promise. Mixon's getting a ton of touches. James White should have a better day. I mean, I think we should start with the free space of Brian Hill, though. Yeah. I know it's a lot of chalk, but he's a starting running back getting this much touches. I think we just have to do it and just live with it.
0: Yes, I agree with that. But then I want to spend up and get one of those top yeah. five running
1: backs. Well, I pick Brian Hill, so you pick. <laughs> um. Okay, then Zeke. Okay.
0: So the, the reason I, I want to lock Zeke in, I know he's the second most expensive running back He's going against Detroit. They have the 32nd ranked uh, defense against running backs. Um, it, they were able to kind of to kind of hold uh, David Montgomery in check a little bit last week, but it, it's Zeke. Zeke isn't David Montgomery. Um, I'm willing to spend up on that, and I know that his ownership is going to be up there with some of the best, um, but he's less owned than Dalvin Cook. He's way less owned than McCaffrey. Um, I think that while he has disappointed you most of the time this year, I think that this is the week where he gets three touchdowns and upwards of 200
1: yards. I agree. I said this week that I thought it was going to be a grind-out game with Zeke. Obviously, uh, Cooper, who's amazing, but he has Slay this week, and Gallop could be good, but he hasn't really broken out in a while. I think they just rely on Zeke to – win this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, So now that we've kind of done that, we have an average remaining
0: per player of 5,000. This is normally when we like to go to the defense and bump that up a little bit and make ourselves feel better. Um, (laughs) What are some defenses that you're looking at this week? Do you want to spend up? Do you want to go low?
1: I don't mind spending up, but I don't want to spend up for the 49ers. I don't want to play the Bills. I don't necessarily want to play the Cowboys in a game where the Lions are going to throw a lot. So that leaves us with Patriots and Vikings. And I those. I think I'd rather play the Vikings just because of who the quarterback matchup. Yep. And that, but me personally, I picked them up in dynasty. I am playing the Raiders. A lot of places. Uh, they had a great week last week against a really bad offensive line. And they get the same thing this week. Uh, I mean, I know you're okay with it, so I'm not sure if we're going to move past it. But,
0: uh, <laughs> it we'll, we'll touch on some, some lower people. So the Jets have a decent – Washington. <clears throat> that kind of scares me, though, because I think Haskins with a couple weeks and a few more games under his belt is going to look a lot better. So I think that's kind of a trap yeah. defensive play. The Dolphins um, are kind of a punt, but going against Buffalo, Buffalo hasn't looked great. It's reasonable to play the Dolphins this week at that price.
1: Dolphins are actually one of the higher-owned defenses of the week, mm-hmm. which is crazy to say out loud. And then people are people are riding high off a two-game set, and I am going to say we have a much higher. Volume of awful games for the Dolphins. So that's what I'm going to ride with. Yeah,
0: I agree. (laughs) And then the the last low option that we're really like pinning, I guess, but we're, we're not going to play them. Uh, The Houston Texans, they're going against the best offense in in the NFL essentially, uh, or one of the top five offenses uh, in Baltimore. I don't want to play them. I did say on Thursday's episode, I think this is going to be more defensive than we think. And Lamar is, Definitely susceptible to the interception. Uh, however, I don't feel comfortable at. I mean, that's not. I mean, it's a low price, but I think I've been so spoiled with the $1,500 defenses this year that 2300 looks kind of too expensive to be paying for what could be <laughs> shit. So,
1: well, if we're. Listen, we're either spinning up or going ultra cheap. I'm not going one of the middle, like. It's either we go that Packer, that Patriots, Vikings, Raiders tier, or we go Cardinals, Raiders, so. block it in. Okay,
0: <laughs> I I do like Just, the Raiders this week. I was really pissed you same. picked him up in Dynasty. I didn't even put a claim on him because I didn't think anybody else would. Uh, yep. That's that's what you do. It's where I that's
1: where I go for go for the scrap. Yeah, that's Oh, that was a bad thing I said for myself. There.
0: <laughs> well, oh,
1: self-esteem shooting way down.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on to tight end. Um, <clears throat> this position is also one that likes to uh, make us feel a little bit better about our lineup um, because it's a crapshoot, and you never know who's going to do well, but. The, the positive part of that is no one else in the world does either. So <laughs> your dart throw, Someone. if you hit, you might actually win yourself a lot of money. What are you looking I, at tight end-wise this week?
1: I think Waller could have a couple touchdowns this week, but because that offense is spread out a ton, I'm not going to bank on it because he's probably their number one target now. And – I've watched the last two Raider games and it seems to me that Carr is getting more and more comfortable with Renfro Mm -hmm. and feels any, when he's under pressure or it's a key situation, I've seen him continually go for Renfro. So that's the only target I would go for this week. So besides him, I'm not paying up for a tight end. I understand Jared cooks, one of the only three available targets in new Orleans but he's just too high for me. If he was around Greg Olson's price, maybe. Greg Olson at 3900 is a good price against a bad Atlanta team, but they did have a different play color on defense last week and looked really good. So while I do think our picks of the Panthers' offense are good, I don't want to dive too much into that. Agreed. So for me, I'm just dropping down. If Noah Fant was still cheaper, I'd go him. Hawkinson, I'm not going to trust. I said Rudolph was my start of the week, but the more I looked at it, Irv Smith is running just as many. He's running more routes because he's not a good blocker. So if I'm playing one of the Vikings tight ends, it's Irv Smith.
0: Really quick, I saw Irv Smith has one of the best catch rates in the NFL. So I assume that they are going to start feeding him the ball at some point.
1: Yeah. We'll see. What you got to view him right now right now is a b-rate Evan Ingram but once he comes into his own they're going to be around the same caliber yeah agreed. he's got he's got that model and he looks great uh and that's what, by the way that's what OJ Howard should be uh <laughs> right. God and then I know you wanted to highlight Tyler Eifert just for the shot the Raiders aren't great against the tight end I understand that and they have a deep quarterback back there who targeted him a good amount last week I know your start of the week was Dallas Goddard who I would be a lot more confident if Alshon Jeffrey was most likely going to play. And right now it seems like he's not. So a lot of people are thinking (laughs) that Gilmore
0: is going to line up on Ertz though. So yeah. So that makes me think that Goddard is even better of a
1: play this week. Here's my thing. Alshon gone. They're going to focus in on the tight ends and the running back.
0: Yeah, that's probably they're
1: gonna play, they're gonna play press up in your face, trying to stuff the run. But I mean, I understand all he needs is a touchdown, so I do get it. But he actually has higher ownership than the two I like of Irv Smith and Ryan Griffin, the Jets' only tight end pretty much available after Hearn did just disappoint his way into the IR. Yeah, Uh, he's looked good, he's looked good with Darnold.
0: What do you think about uh, the fill-in at tight end for the Falcons this week? Is that a play that you would be willing to make? I know which. So which would is that? Is that Stalker or Graham? That's my thing. So I'm pretty sure they're both running out there. So it's kind of like a Fells Aikens deal. Um,
1: I would. I would rather take the guy that's the only target in Griffin.
0: Yeah, and I'm completely fine with that. He did have. A little bit of a rough game against the Giants, but the two – With Herndon out there. With Herndon out there. The two previous games, 11 fantasy points, 24 fantasy points. Uh, I mean, Sam Darnold likes to we, target his tight ends, and Ryan Griffin
1: yeah.
0: could be a top 10 tight
1: end. Um, I, I mean, Listen, if he, if he hits 10 points, we're happy because he's hit – close to three times value then. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I'm going for here. Big fan
0: of it. So we'll put Ryan Griffin in our lineup. That leaves us with 62-67 <sighs> per position. We have oh. three spots to fill, and that, that looks great. Now,
1: now it's time to make our mistake. Here we go. As always, <laughs> we always make our mistake <laughs> at the wide receiver position. Uh we Don't always- worry. We tell you who's going to do it. Oh, yeah, one of us talks the other one out of the play of the week, yep. it's somehow – yeah, it, it, it sucks. So, I know we, we talked about Michael Thomas a little bit. He's so highly owned that we're already – I would rather go – That I don't want to do it. Yeah. I would rather go to the other side of the ball if we're going to receiver. Um, as in which one? <laughs> uh, Well, it was Godwin full sail, and then, you know, Evans now has – We're not sure what they're going to do, to be honest, but it it would assume it would be Eli Apple straight up on him. Yeah, man. Eli, one thing about Eli Apple, though, is he has not been a good pro, but he does have a tendency to just take the flag.
0: True. That's very true. And that's not something you normally consider when you're putting –
1: Players in your lineup, but but it is something to when, think about. When you have to pick from one of the two, in a great option, and it's a hundred dollar difference, you have to find the smallest margin. Yeah, to pick from
0: honestly. And and before we before Lattimore was ruled out, we had talked about how got it's a Godwin game. Um, it was a Godwin game before, and. The Bucks should look to replicate that. And I know that Mike Evans was a sit of the week for you. That was all before the Lattimore news really hit. However, I am fully okay with keeping Godwin there. I think in our consensus rankings for the week, we have Godwin in the top five. So I know that was also well, before the news.
1: <laughs> I I do want to point out another guy in this top end, Edelman, who was in my top five for the week. I know he's not as flashy. But we need him to get 19 points to hit value, and his average is like 18. Yeah, so that's that's really not a bad play whatsoever, Uh, especially... If we don't use him, that's fine. I'm perfectly fine with using Godwin because he's more of a boom guy. I just want to point out Edelman. In this tier, he's got the lowest ownership against, I mean, a little bit better evil secondary now that people are getting healthy, but still really bad.
0: Let me uh, pose this to you. Oh, what if we Here's where we screw up, right here. <laughs> what was that? What if we do both? Godwin and Edelman.
1: That's okay. <laughs> um, what does that leave us with, man?
0: Thirty-nine. But what we can do is we can pivot from. Oh. We can pivot from the Raiders a hundred more dollars somewhere and then pivot to a raider and hunter renfro who i really like this week okay <laughs> sorry dude that is I, option the, uh,
1: that is an amazing option a but i want to cover yes let's let's cover yes but that, that that that's our option a right now that looks that's a sexy lineup
0: right there so far
1: okay so if we just lock in godwin I do like Gallup, but he hasn't exploded in a while. We need him to get at least 16 points, and I'm not going to trust that. John Brown is hovering around five catches a game, and he did have a deep shot touchdown against the Dolphins last time. But I think they, after last week not being able to run the ball and losing because of that play calling, I think they go back to the run this week. So I'm going to stick with Singletary there. I don't want to trust any of the Jackson receivers this week. I think one of them could have a big day, or they could ease Foles back into it and just let Fournette carry them to the victory. Mm -hmm. We talked about Crowder earlier. I love him. Mm -hmm. Christian Kirk, after his explosive game, I know he didn't have an incredible game against San Francisco, but he did have a pretty good game. And he, In this tier, he's got the lowest ownership at 3%, so I do really like that. Scary Terry's good. Calvin Ridley's okay. I mean... those
0: Yeah, I, those are all guys, especially... I mean, out of those guys, you know my love for Jamison Crowder that we already talked about. Um, yeah, We've talked about Jamison Crowder more this week than we have all season. Um, yeah. Christian Kirk is a play, but also it does make me nervous because of the crap game that he had while Kyler was still productive. Like, that's still... In the range of outcomes, also, that scares me a little bit.
1: My, I did want to bring up, Kyler did have that 80-yard touchdown to Isabella. and That kind of saved his day a bit. True. Very true. Uh, but, in this matchup, yeah, he really did have a crap day. Uh,
0: Christian Kirk, yeah. I started him in my season long that week, and he gave me three points. I don't know why I started him against the 49ers. Uh, in general, but that, uh,
1: <laughs> he, he kind of makes I think, I think out of this mid-tier, it would, for me, it'd be Crowder, or we take the shot of Scary Terry, I would rather do Crowder. Uh, lower tier, I'm not going Samuel just because of what we already had. Boyd is an okay shot, but is he even full go yet? Like we're not fully sure. I'll tell you what. I've been trying to figure that out
0: all week. ESPN fantasy doesn't have an injury status on Boyd. I looked up <laughs> on Roto World Football. I couldn't find an injury status. The only thing you can find on that injury was that he was helped off the field last week. I have no idea what's going on with Tyler Boyd. He's probably be surprised was- out this week.
1: I was hoping you found something
0: because I couldn't, dude. I I swear to God, like I don't know what the Bengals are doing if they're breaking policy in terms of NFL injury reporting. But oh, all
1: right, all right, okay. So okay. we're we're just gonna move away from him yeah, then. Gross. Um, I do like Sanu this week, uh, but he does have a pretty high ownership, so I kind of would like to avoid that. Devonte Parker, eh? Yeah. yeah, I'm not quite sure. He's going to get Tredavious White, so it's kind of hard. It's not a matchup I want. Uh, I do want to say Aguilar for only if Alshon's out and you explicitly think they put Gilmore on Earth, which I don't necessarily think they do because they are actually top five against tight ends this year, New England. Yeah, so they probably won't have to. Yeah. Mark Andrews is the only tight end to score on him. Um, so for me, it would be Debo with high ownership, Renfro, which we love, or Gage, at that lower. Just get just because Gage, we don't need a lot of points from. So, the question to you is: Do you want to do Crowder and look at what we got? Maybe a running back in the flex, or do you want to do our plan A? Well, actually, you know what. We know what we can get with Plan A. Why don't we look at what we can get with Crowder in? Because we both like him. Yeah, for sure. So that'll leave us 5,800.
0: So that would leave us with Zach Pascal. And that's it at
1: 5,800. We could drop down to Joe Mixon. Guaranteed production. Yeah. But if
0: Joe Mixon has a huge day and three touchdowns, then we shoot ourselves in the foot with our defense. Because that is true. But we would
1: have we would have enough money to move away from the Raiders defense then.
0: I mean, also, we could look at another receiver here. Uh, you got Hollywood Brown. You've got Terry McLaurin. You've got Calvin Ridley. Those aren't guys I'm super pumped about this week, though. I'd, I'd almost rather go with
1: plan A. Okay, so basically what we're doing here is we put in our plan B. We don't necessarily like our options a ton. I personally like Singletary and mixing this week. I will be using them in other lineups. But for what we have, I kind of agree that we go plan A and just load up. It's just... It's hard. Part, see, this is the thing. Part of me, I would kind of... I'm greedy, so I kind of would love to... Play Tom Brady with Edelman, but I like our stack. It's just, you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. But we don't have the money. We'd have to lose something somewhere.
0: Yeah. So let's go back to some of those low end defenses. Um, so one defense that we didn't really touch on that I think we, we talked about it before. They're, they're undervalued this week for, for what they give. Um, it's, it's the Arizona Cardinals at 1500 It's Just plug
1: it. It's the ultimate. <laughs> I, but that leaves us fifty seven hundred, and, and we can still... And then we play Crowder. <laughs> and then we put in Crowder instead of Renfro, which we are playing other places. Renfro, we do believe, hits value this week at least with the chance of blowing up. Right. But, I mean... But that my... Oh god, we have the only two people I trust in in the Jets offense. Yes, that's that's where I almost want to pivot away from you have to
0: pivot from Crowder cuz you can't get a tight end of Oh,
1: you're killing price. me. So maybe we don't plug that's, Crowder. Maybe that's Christian Kirk then or we or go to, drop down cuz now Do you want to just drop players. to So we drop okay. So we drop to Mixon and then just keep the Arizona defense. Just for well we have to. Yeah, because
0: or hmm. so okay. here's the thing that makes us nervous about this lineup. I know it makes makes Randy nervous as well. Um you've got the Cardinals defense who might not hit value. So Randy, can you touch on what value we need to hit each week or what value we aim to hit with each of our uh,
1: so with with cash games, you just want the safe guys, no matter what. you play the good guys, you play your matchup like that. with these tournaments, you want to get Jesus, I just did the calculations for the Cardinals. We're definitely playing them. Uh, you want to get at least two and a half times value from every every play you have. and that the easy calculation for that is so the Cardinals are fifteen hundred. So just do, so you want points for every dollar. So do one point five times two point five to get your two times value. Less than because that's how draft, that's how DraftKings does their pricing. Their expected production that week. That's what they pay. That's what they set the pace go at, and that means they need three point seven five points to hit value this week. And so,
0: let me tell you, they had zero against San Francisco last time. I don't expect that to happen again. Uh, hey, so by the way, if they hit zero, doesn't hurt us that much. No, it doesn't because you're down <laughs> on less than four points. That's why um, I guess we should have touched on the Cardinals the first time we talked about defenses, but... Uh, I, I did. <laughs> we we should have touched on it more and and plugged them in. Um, so going through that, like the, the Griffin play... To, that's that, I, that's it my 7.25 uh, points yes so that that's my only that makes me so nervous. hold on why that i mean i'm just saying players like that where it is more of a dart throw i mean he he has been productive when herndon's been out uh but he has had a couple of crap games as well so i think so that one makes me nervous
1: yeah, but at our price point here, we're either pivoting to Dawson Knox or Irv Smith.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, I like It's all make me nervous. I Don't get me wrong. I don't want to pivot from him. But, like, when you look at your lineup and you think, uh, oh, where can I get better? Where do I want to feel better about it? <clears throat> I'll tell you what. You're not going to feel better about any tight ends unless you pay up. So, yes. you almost have to just live with that anxiety. Or
1: Right now – we literally, we could pivot uh, Chris Godwin to Julio to make up the money, but I'd rather just stick with Godwin. I think he has a better week. We could, we could pivot from Edelman to Omari, but like I said, much rather stick with Edelman. Yeah.
0: Well, I we mean, we're Zeke. not pivoting
1: from DJ Moore. We can't pivot from Zeke. We're not pivoting from Brian Hill. I think this is kind of where we're at. I think we just leave the money on the table. that if it's respectably, I'd say if it's 500 or less, it's okay to leave it on the table. There's a lot of lineups that have won a ton of money that have had more than that just because they got lucky on their picks. But 200 is a price point that I don't mind leaving it on the table. Agree. I literally the only pivot I'd be okay with is Godwin to Julio. But I don't like it this week though. Um,
0: I really do think that it's a Godwin game. He's He's been sitting on some pretty okay games the last couple of weeks, but he hasn't blown up since week six. Um, so that, I mean, that makes you nervous, but it also gives you a glimmer of hope that that's, he's, he's due. Like, it's going to happen.
1: He is due. And he is still getting the targets. He had 12 targets last week. Yeah.
0: And in this game, I think they're going to throw as much as – at any I, other? Game. I
1: think Julio, I think Julio Godwin, and even Evans, all three can have huge days. Yeah. So, so let, I think we just lock that in, boys. Yeah,
0: for sure. So I'll read it off: Kyle Allen, Zeke, Brian Hill, Chalky Chalky, uh, Julian <laughs> Edelman, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, uh, Ryan Griffin. Joe Mixon and the Arizona Cardinals. I love it. This might be.
1: I love it. Lineup. It is. I love it. It is rough, but it is great at the same time. I am definitely more of a guy that likes to pay up at running back than receiver. Uh, but with Hill being kind of a free space for everyone this week, anytime you can get somebody that has all the production of a backfield for this cheap because of when the slate goes out. You almost have to take it. There's been a couple of times that we didn't do it. Well, at least on the show, we've done it in our own personal lineups, but, and it hurt us. So I, I'm just not avoiding it this week. If it burns us at this price, I think it allowed us to get a chance with everyone else. Right. So I'm cool with it. I really, (laughs) I'm just, I'm kind of greedy. I wish we could have went up to Singletary, but it it wasn't possible. I'm fine with Mixon. I think we have a guaranteed 20 touches there. And at his price point, that's not bad. Yeah, I
0: agree. I mean and and as soon as we pivoted away from the Raiders defense, like I, I'm cool with that. I just I don't like ha- yeah. having conflicting things in Oh, playoffs.
1: no. 100%. That's 100%. Another good, uh, well,
0: good tip for you guys. Uh Randy, do you have anything before we get out of here? No,
1: just watching all this college football. Uh, can't wait till we uh come out with some draft coverage stuff down the line here. We've already me and Christian love this and we might get some, another friend of ours to help as well as maybe Sean. We get excited this time. We, I think it's three years running now that we've had me, you and sweet have uh, done competing mock drafts. And while we don't get the exact picks, probably like, I think it's between like five and eight picks a year between like the winner of it. Mm -hmm. It's just because of trades and different things. Yeah, we've been right a lot. The only thing we need to work on is our secondary. That's what we ta- we talked about this that this week and I think we it'll be easier this year in my eyes. Yeah. So oh I, I'm
0: ready. I agree. Um I don't even know if we've announced that we're gonna be doing draft coverage, but
1: well uh congrats. announcement <laughs> <right. Big> <laughs> announcement folks. Yeah. Uh, it, it's whether helped. it's just me whether it's just me and Christian, whether it's just on the website whether it's whatever, I believe we're going to do a good amount of it, especially as it gets closer to the draft. Plus in reality, it helps us with our dynasty draft. Uh, so <laughs> I love that too. So I, yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah, me too.
0: I do want to uh, give myself a little pat on the back for being one of the only people in the world that called Denzel Ward to the Browns at four a couple years ago. She A uh, big fan of that. That was, that was a dart throw, but I was like, you know what? The Browns really need a starting cornerback. I think it's going to happen. It happened. Uh, I about shit my pants, but yeah. big fan of that. Uh, but yeah, the, the I, draft coverage is yeah. going to start pouring out um, as soon as the I, I feel, season ends.
1: We we both feel vindicated that we had Mac Wilson and Cashman in the first round for their linebacker talent. Now, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so once they touch the field, they've been amazing. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not Devin White. They're not Devin Bush, but but they were. They're going be to be twelve. They'll be twelve-year pros. Yeah. that's that's perfect, right there, for sure.
0: Um, All right. Yeah. So, look for our draft coverage on the website, which is officialcutpod.wordpress.com. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, share everything that we do. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. For Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. Peace.